And now it's time for Leadership of the Leaf with Dice and Austin. Let's jump in with a cut and a light. All right. Hey, welcome everyone to Leadership of the Leaf. This is another sidebar episode. Sidebar. Boom. Uh, let's see. What's our topic for this sidebar? Because our sidebars are like opinionated. So was a uh, leadership open Love door this. policy. Yeah, that that is a good one. Uh, so like if I had a door, it would be, hi, my name is Austin. <laughs> hi, Austin. I'm glad you had an open door. My name is Dice. There. <laughs> hey. Well um, played, sir. Well played. I, I thought it was a great segue. Um, obviously, we already talked about leadership. We're going to talk about an open door policy. But we're going to talk about why it's not a good thing to have an open door policy in all situations. I think having an open door policy can be important, but I think it's overused. I, I think it, it, uh, go ahead and be not politically correct. I think an open door policy is just a bullshit statement. I agree. But that's, that's an opinion. Which we like to share because it's our show and we can do that. But first and a, off... And it's a sidebar. It is a sidebar. It's all opinions. What are you smoking, Dice? I see you're, I see you're pairing it with Hennessy, of course. Oh yeah, I'm gonna ask that question. Yes, it's uh the the not the cheapest in it, I guess. Whatever VS, not even yeah. VSOP. Um, I am pairing it with a CAO Flathead 450. Was that the spark plug? That is the spark plug. Boom, oh, baby! You, you smoked one before. Uh, those were that was a pretty good, pretty good little cigar. Packed a little bit of a punch, if I remember right. Had a little bit of pepper on it, and then uh, then it mellowed out pretty good and it was a it was a nice smoke yeah i I don't think you mentioned it when you had yours it was closed foot i think you did mention it was closed foot yeah but the tobacco is like curled curled coiled there we go coiled at the end oh yeah 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 Yeah, Yeah, so it's like coiled like a pigtail and it's kind of smushed in there so spark plug boom pepper yes pepper straight out the gate but then it (laughs) mellows out once you get through that footage yeah oh yeah yeah um how about you, I'm, sir? I am smoking a Room 101 Doomsayer Passive Habano. So Passive? Yes. So okay. they have... Room 101 has uh, two Doomsayers. They have a passive Doomsayer and an aggressive Doomsayer. Uh, and the passive is a Habano wrapper and the aggressive is a Maduro wrapper. Uh, and what I find interesting about this cigar is it actually has tobacco from Indonesia. Hmm. Which is a country we don't really get all that much of. Or it's not highlighted, let's say it that way. Yeah, I'll give you that. Okay. But that, that's interesting. I like the, the little duality, the little play there. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Even the bands are a little bit different, uh, almost inverted of each other. Uh, but it's, it's, of course, I picked it because of the band. Uh... There was, I'll reference a a previous uh, episode. I bought it because if I bought two five packs, I got seven free cigars. (laughs) And I wanted to branch out. So I was like, I'll buy a five pack. Um, I bought it because of the band. Band uh, to me looks very interesting. Uh, It's like a lotus type flower. Um, It's very, very interesting. Very smooth, florally. It's, yeah. it's good. It's good so far. I don't think I've actually had a room 101, but I know I smoked their uh, sister company or whatever, Codwell. 
Yeah, and they're they're normally really good. Yeah, I'm interested. Um, tonight I'm pairing it with Redbreast Twelve Year. Oh man, Redbreast! There you go. That's a you know had to had to have a end of long work week celebration toast whatever you want to call it. <laughs> All right, but let's get let's get into this leadership topic. So. An open door policy is a bad thing. And most, I would say most leaders nowadays would even scoff at the the opinion that it could be a bad thing. Well, what do I, you mean I, you don't want people coming to my door? I think first you should explain what the what is an open door policy? What does that mean? Hey, everyone, I have an open door policy. What does that mean? So an open door policy, if you're, let's just say you're a corporate officer or you're a senior senior leader or something along the you know some higher up ranking individual even if you're middle management even if you're a manager hey i have an open door policy meaning somebody can just walk up to your door knock on it whatever come in and talk and talk to you about whatever's going on in their life whatever's going on with them like their views about the company xyz policy whatever um it sounds like a great thing sounds like you can get input directly from your lowest level workers with where your policies have the most impact it sounds great but in actuality i think it's fucking shit yeah on paper it looks amazing i have socialism yeah (laughs) anybody can come in my office anytime they would like and they talk about anything they want my door is always open sir yeah bullshit (laughs) bullshit what? How dare you? Because let's either either one of two things happens, right? So number one, your your leader has that open door policy. You go in there, they actually talk to you about the problem. Then they'll either handle that problem and then get on to your middle management for not dealing with said problem ahead of time when they may or may not have even known about it. Or two, you go to talk about that problem that you're having with your senior leader and they go hey these are all really great things why don't you bring it up to middle management and they'll take it from there if they even see you right or uh i know i've been hit with the uh you need to make an appointment yeah wait you can't you can't have an open door policy if it's by appointment only wait what (laughs) walk-ins welcome by appointment only what (laughs) did you just say yeah, I just I just want to see as a strong tactic because I'm not sure what your what whoever sets that policy what they're looking to accomplish with that. I know they want to try to take problems head on, but as you alluded, normally they, there's a chain of events that has to happen first. Did you talk to such and such? Did you go to HR? Did you do this? Did you do that? Why are you talking to me about this? Well, right. Did well, you talk? Did you talk to your team lead? Well, sir, you you said you had an open open door policy. I thought I could. Ju- I want to go straight to the top, get this shit handled right away. Yeah. And then you have the, the people that will abuse it. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or I mean, nine times out of 10, what I've seen is just, um, it doesn't even get used. They just say it as a feel good thing. But what that does essentially is, is makes your middle management, your, your middle tier of leaders obsolete it weakens their leadership skills it weakens their position completely 
Because if I just go to the top every time to get something handled, why the fuck do I need a middle management? Why is now the top, not the middle? And, you know, go up from there. Yeah, I have an open door policy, but my God, this guy keeps coming to my office every Wednesday. Yeah. All he's talking about is his, his marital problems. Mm. Okay, sorry about your luck, bud. <laughs> this is a place of business. We got to get some some work done. Yeah, it's just it, they, they got to stop saying that you have an open door policy because either a people won't use it, which nine times out of ten they won't, or they'll abuse it, or it just weakens your middle management because now if you do as a leader, you say you have an open door policy, and somebody comes to you with a real problem, and you're like, my God. I didn't know we had such a problem. What the hell, team leads? What the hell, general managers, regional, you know, department managers? Why are we not tackling this problem? This is a real fucking problem. And they'll go, I had no idea. What do you mean you had no idea? Such and such, Snuffy came to my office and said that this was a problem. He hasn't come to me. They didn't tell me nothing. What the fuck do you, why are we not, how did you not see it? And then it just weakens their whole position. And then that guy will just get beat on because he jumped, jumped the leadership rungs of the ladder straight to the tippity top. Yeah. And sometimes like, uh, it, I call it the mommy daddy. Mommy tells them something they didn't want to hear. So they go and ask daddy and daddy tells them something completely different. So if you have an open door policy and someone comes talking to you about something, then you give them the answer they want to hear. But middle management has already told them no, but you just told them yes. Now you just, as you were saying, you totally took their power away. Like there's no power there. Why would I? Why, do why I would you, you? Yeah. Yeah. Why do you even have them as a manager if you don't trust them? Yeah. So the correct answer would be, Hey, snuffy face, uh, what did middle management say? Because I don't want to override what they have said. But again, that just denigrates the fact that you even have an open door policy in the in the first place. Because why are you going to have an open door policy if all you're going to do is ask them what did middle management say? What, what should happen is lowest rung goes to the middle rung. Middle rung either handles it at their level or if it doesn't, and you have proper middle middle rung leadership, they bring that to the top rung and say, hey, here's this problem. This is highlighted by Snuffy Face. Um, <laughs> you know, give credit where credit's due, right? Hey, it was highlighted by our workers. Dude was on it. Um, what do we do? What? How do we fix this? How do we fix this problem that has been identified? We, we thought about it at our level. Here's some solutions. Boom. You bring that up to the top, top decides what to do, boom. Process gets changed. Great. A lot of times what ends up happening is that takes too long. And so people will go, I have an open door policy. And then so Snuffy Face goes right to the top, bitches about his job, and mm -hmm. then, and then you know, top shit, shit rolls downhill. So then your shit, your top shits on your middle, and your middle will shit even harder on Snuffy Face. And he's like, what the fuck did that do? And all your morale is then just fucking cut. And your culture is, is becomes toxic. Yeah, and having a toxic toxic work environment is not good for anyone involved. No. It's, yeah, there's hostility. People start talking behind your back. Work production goes low. 
So close close that open door. Close it. I, and there's nothing wrong with being with saying I, I I suggest modifying it. Hey, I want to hear your opinions. So every Wednesday, Thursday, whatever day, I am going to hold a meeting. I'm going to sit in my conference room where you and your supervisor can come and talk to me about any problems that you guys have identified and can't solve at your level. I'm going to give it an hour and I'm just going to sit in the conference room and I'm going to be totally open for you guys and we'll solve the problem there. Boom. Yeah. You and your supervisor. Because if Snuffy Face comes in without a supervisor, I kick him out. Go get your supervisor. Why is he not here? Oh, he said I could present without him. Not, no, not here. You can't. Yeah. Try again. Go get him. Bring his ass here. Or bring her ass here. Or whoever. Like, get their ass in here. And you come to me with a problem, some proposed solutions. We'll sit down, we'll hash it out, and we'll go forth and conquer. That's something I, I see quite often is people will come and this sucks. Got it. It sucks. I appreciate that. I How need I a little, it? yeah, I need a little more. Why does it suck? Not only why does it suck, what can we do to make it not suck? You come with me with just this one line of it sucks. Be a little more thought out. Hey, Especially boss. If you're going to the sucks. top like that, yeah. Okay. I get work sucks. What? What do you want me to do about it? I want you to make work suck less. How? I'm not a fucking mad magician over here. I don't have, I'm not Harry Potter, bitch. I ain't got a wand. Well, it's, it's work, it's not fun, so. Yeah. What do you want me to do about it? What What specific <laughs> part of work sucks? The hour. You want me to put slides to the copy room or something? I, I don't, I need yeah. more. Yeah. But, mm. You want <laughs> me to bring in fucking donuts every day? Like, what the fuck do you want? How does work suck? I, I don't understand. So there's just, and uh, that's what I'm saying. Like you can have a quote unquote open door policy, but I I either relegate it to you and your and your supervisor come in, or your middle management supervisor identifies the problem and he comes in by himself, and you sit down. If he works directly for me, he should know how to do this. But uh, you guys come sit down. Hey, here's a here's a problem. Hey, boss. Copy. Did you know? that our copy machine upstairs we can't get toner for it anymore and we're almost out and that thing eats paper uh, and we have to clear jams out of it 15 times a day and it really slows down work productivity shit are you serious a, a copier slowing down work productivity how much hour, how many times how much hour you, you lose a day i don't know yeah. it's three hours a day three hours three hours all right bitch we're gonna go to fucking tar we're gonna go to staples Right now, <laughs> I'm gonna go to Office Depot. I'll Amazon some shit in here. I don't give a fuck. Like three hours, that's easily a thousand dollars, twelve hundred dollars. Boom, right there. I already made that back in a week. Done. Yeah, I don't care. That's an easy solution. But I always brought it up to middle management. They did nothing about it. Then I will jump down middle management. Then, but then supervisor is right there. Yeah, so that's he the, wants to, but that's the stuff you want to bring to an open door. Yeah, that's that's the stuff you want to bring. Not, uh, hey, did you see the football game last night? Right. But if, if I got I got Snuffy Face coming in with a supervisor, Johnny, and then he's <laughs> like, hey, Snuffy Face, like, yeah, I, I told Johnny about the copier. Like, here's my list of here's my sent emails where he replied to me. 
What the fuck? This has been going on for four months? Mm-hmm. What the fuck is it? Then I could jot... You leave the room. Thank you for bringing this to my attention. You sit your ass down. We'll have a conversation. Why in the hell would you not bring this to me? Well, sir, we are on a contract and... uh <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I have yeah, no something. I, I, mean, I they, suck at life. Yeah. <laughs> but if they have a good reason, well, we're under contract with this and the company's going under and da 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 da. And yeah, okay, cool. Now I understand that. Uh, let's let's work with that company and see if we can't get a, a new unit, whatever the case is. Fuck. They got to have some sort of warranty if I'm under contract with their ass. <laughs> have you made it uh, in your first third? I, I definitely have. What about you? Yeah, yeah. This uh, mine's was a little smaller cigar, so I'm, I'm yeah. Pushing. Yours, yours is a four by fifty, and this is a six by fifty, six by fifty-five. Yeah, something it's like a that. Toro. Six by fifty-five. Yeah. All right. So, so, so how's yours? So after that initial blast of pepper, that's mm-hmm. the spark plug part of it. Um, I'm getting mocha and earth. Of course, pepper is still there, but mocha and earth. Nice, nice. I think I think that's about what I got. I don't remember. Mm. I don't know if I, it was specifically mocha, though. Well, the, I, I was thinking about that as I was smoking and we were talking. You normally drink yours with uh, either whiskey, mojito, or something. And I always have Hennessy. Hennessy is definitely going to bring a different profile to my palate than yours. Well, that's true. That's That goes to show how how pairings can make a difference um yeah. i'm getting a earthy floral notes with a back hint of pepper like black pepper mm. yeah very good uh pairs really well with the smoothness of this red breast ah i definitely I, your cigar has intrigued me i definitely want to try a room 101 maybe uh maybe i'll mail mail you one but I'll ship. I'll ship it better than what you ship me. <laughs> I, I think that cigar was just shit from the beginning because mine. Was, uh, it was shit. It was just. Anyway, yeah. Enough said there. But <laughs> back back to the open door policy stuff. It's just I, I don't know how many. I've I, you know I'm uh, on LinkedIn. I saw a, a video. I think I shared it with you or I sent it to you or I definitely reshared it on my profile um yeah. it was a what was he was he in the navy marines I think he was in the marines he was, he a, was marine. a marine gunnery sergeant Simplified. so he's gunny so he's gunny and uh he he blasted the open door policy he was upset about it had made some very very good points about open door policy how they ruin your culture how they cut out the legs of your middle management um you know, military, that's all your uh, non-commissioned officers. Uh, but, you know, that's what he kept saying. Um, but, yeah, it just cuts out the legs of stuff. And, and that's... I'm not against bringing things to upper leadership. Don't don't mistake what we're saying here. You have... Sometimes you have to bring it up to, to upper leadership to get shit done. Got it. But there's a right way and a wrong way to do that. Yeah, I, just when I hear the words open door policy, I'm just... It's, uh, visioning like some newly recruited guy just walking in through the higher the CEO's door and just like hey open door policy how's it going sir like really dude dude really yeah um, I actually had I actually had one of my one of my subordinates um, he went to not my boss 
uh, and not my boss's boss, but he went to my boss's boss's boss, uh, and <laughs> asked this most mundane, idiotic question. And he gave him an answer. It kind of was like, what the hell? Like, yeah, you're right. That's, that's not a good thing. My boss's boss's boss had already forgotten that he had already told us one thing, told this other guy something else, and it wholly, it literally confused the whole chain and everybody, and all of all of leadership was tracking one thing. Now they're tracking something different because some a hole went and was like, "What? Why do I have to do this when I have blah blah blah?" And he's like, "Oh, that's a really good point. You're right." And it fucked everybody else over over here. And I was like. So of course we all hate that guy now, but <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like it just it was like, dude, seriously, if you would have went to just your your next leadership, they would have been able to answer that question, and what? and it would have been fine. I just I just I have dealt with so many people that just do not like the answer they get, so they always want to go to the next level or the next 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 level, just because they didn't like the answer they hear. I hate that. And if I gave you that answer, it's because my boss's boss's boss has trickled that answer down to me. And that's why I told you that answer. What really fucks things up is when he goes to the boss, the boss, the boss, and the boss says something completely different than what he mandated down the chain. Right. It's like, oh, your scenario is, is exactly it. Like I said red and everybody wants to do blue. Yeah. And, and the, so the, the problem is, yeah, and so I, I hate that sort of stuff because now I'm not saying that if I get a, an answer that I don't like or I think is incorrect, there's a way to go about, hey, I, I understand the answer that you gave me. I think that is the wrong answer or I think that's the incorrect answer or, or whatever. If you think it's illegal, immoral, unethical, something along those lines then you have a moral obligation to go, I understand your answer, but I'm gonna go talk to your boss. You're more than welcome to come with me and escort me into your boss's office. But I think there's a better way to do this. And I'd really like to the opportunity to talk to your boss about this while still understanding and respecting you, the answer that you gave me. And right. if, if your boss says, no, 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 no. You can't do that, you can't do that. Eh, that just kind of points, red flags me and goes, ah, maybe I am onto something here. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad you said that because I, I don't want to discredit anything. Like if there's some illegal activity or something that 100% is not moral or correct with it, yeah, by all means, open to a policy or not, you should probably bring that to someone higher than whoever is uh, doing the infractions yeah. attention. Yeah, yeah. If you if you catch your boss, your your uh manager skimming money out of a out of off, off the top out of the company and you say hey i've noticed some of these some of our documents our financial documents are incorrect and inconsistent this doesn't make sense can you help me and they're like don't worry about it just leave it alone and you're like uh this doesn't seem right hey yeah. sir i understand I, I respect that opinion but i think we should go to the regional manager um, with this information because I bet that they like to know and if he's like, whoa, 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 whoa We don't need to do that. We don't then you are I would just be like if he or she X's that you're in my opinion morally obligated to go to that regional manager around them and say hey This is what I found 
And if they say, oh, shit, you're right. And then they find, come to find out it was your manager. Then you go, okay, cool, gotcha, or whatever. But, um, yeah, it, illegal, immoral, or unethical are my three things. If I find something, one of those three things, I, I don't stop until I get what I think is the correct answer. Or someone explains it to me in a new light where they're like, hey, hey I, I see where you're going with this. Here's why we're doing that. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Got it. Now I understand. I'll leave it alone. Correct. 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 But if you just tell me to leave it alone, I no. No. Well, a lot of times, if uh, nobody wants to get someone in trouble, nobody wants to be a snitch, right? But what happens a lot of times in those scenarios, once that onion has been peeled back enough, you're kind of roped into part of the problem. Because if you knew about it and you didn't do anything about it, then you might as well go ahead and accept some of the pie or whatever has been going on. You might as well be part of the action too because you knew about it and you just let it go on for however long it did. Yeah, which kind of sucks. homie. Yeah, well, I had no idea what was even going on. So can I get some back 10% pay? Yeah, something? shit. I found this. So you, you better hide it better, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> I found it. So, yeah, it, yeah, I agree with you. It's just it, there's a fine line, definitely to walk, but there's there's definitely a thing of of hey, this this work sucks, uh, fix it for me. And then there's a difference between that and going, hey, this work sucks. Here's how we can do better, in my opinion. Uh, and your middle management, you know, no, 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 we don't need a new printer. We don't need a new printer. Blah 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 blah. And then, you, you know, your boss says, hey, I have an open door policy. And then go, hey, by the way, did you know we've been losing three hours of, a day for, of productivity because this printer sucks? I had no idea. Why didn't and then they can look at that? Well, why didn't you bring that up? Uh, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Huh. Weird. Here's all the emails where I showed you everything. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, uh, then your middle manager has nothing to say. And your boss will probably more than likely be like, oh, we want to spend, you want to just spend how much for a new printer? $1,200? Yeah, fuck it. $1,200, I'll make that back in, in a week with productivity, yeah. with better productivity. Got it. Done. Easy. Yeah, I'm hoping like people know the numbers like that because just production mindset, I just think about numbers like that. Like, yeah. I pay this guy how much an hour and he's wasting three hours at a copy machine? Yeah, that's a no-go. I just paid... What this guy twenty five dollars an hour to sit at a coffee machine? Yeah, so, yeah, for three hours, and that's just one day. So times that by uh, five days, then multiply that to a month, and then calculate it yeah. out to a year. Oh my God! You know how much money I would save if I just renew my contract with uh, company A that works these machines? Yeah, or or upgrade to a better a better thing. Mm -hmm. Oh oh, uh, you take it takes you two hours to check your email because we have old shitty ass computers <laughs> so we need a network upgrade okay huh two hours versus a minute to log on weird i think i'll uh, i think i'll upgrade my network <laughs> are you close to your second third i'm just curious we're, we're pulling time i'm getting pretty close you go first yeah, we, and I, I should be there well we can cover some we got a little bit of news to share if you want to cover that sure uh, I only have one thing to add. Maybe you have something you want to add. Um, Liana Fuente, Vice President of the Brand Development at uh, Arthur Fuente Cigar Company, you know, Opus X Company, 
Uh, she an- she announced that she's leaving the company. She's been with them for like. What? God, I would love to know the, like the writing on the wall or you know what they say like a wish I was uh, eyes in the room when all this was going down. Uh, she's been with the company for 15 years, uh, but she's still going to stay on the board of uh, representatives or whatever. She's still oh. going to stay on the board. She's still going to do the uh, foundation. Foundation. <laughs> Not foundation. Was it? Um, charity. Yeah, she's yeah, still yeah. going to be part of the charity foundation. Well, that's good. Um, I mean, there's been times where people have done stuff like that. I mean, look at uh, Steve Saka. He stepped away from uh, what was it, Drew Estate. To yeah. go found to go found his own cigar company, Dunbarton Tobacco. And what's that, Tim Oz? I can't pronounce his last name, but he's been away from the uh, cigar company uh, world for like about at least ten or fifteen years, and he's back with his own company this time. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Um, no, I, the only thing I really found uh, is Davidoff is announcing their Zeno Mini Cigarillos is relaunching them. Um, so they're going to be produced in house. At uh, at their, I believe it's their Nicaragua, Nicaragua, no, D- Dominican Republic, DR, yeah, Dominican Republic, in-house uh, Cigarillo, which is kind of cool. Um, yeah, it's a relaunch and it's a Davidoff Cigarillo. I'd be interested to try that one. Um, there's a couple. There's a lot of news that kind of came out of the the PCA. Uh, All Saint Cigars is adding a Vesper line um to regular production i know that that's one that's been kind of a uh uh a limited release type thing but the vest vesper is being added to the dedication okay i heard i actually heard about that yeah so they're adding that which is kind of cool um all saints cigars pretty good cigar company in my personal opinion um uh that's about it that's Really, all I've found in recent news um, in the cigar world. All right. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there's all, there's always little news here and there about who do it. I know Cigar Dojo teamed up with someone else to do another 10-year anniversary yeah. cigar. I mean, there's news out there, but um, we just try to hit some of the some of the ones every some now the, and again. The major highlights. All right, so your second third. What what you got? All right, my second third. I, I'll still get Earth. Um, I actually moved to a, a nutty with pepper in the in the background. That pepper mocha like subsided in the background, but it's it's at the middle point. So maybe they they wanted a, like a nutty approach to it. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so this uh, this second third is uh, it's Woody pine maybe a little bit of cedar with a back finish of uh black pepper okay that's good it's good the f- have kind of subsided that little bit of a uh sweetness has subsided it's uh it's it's interesting because i haven't let this so i bought this cigar um offline i bought it online um and uh i've let it rest for about a week now in my humidor and it's this is a second one that i've smoked yeah because i smoked one on thursday yeah so i smoked two of these and it's uh it's it's good very good i'm i'm impressed with this cigar blend as of right now it makes me want to try the whole 
Doomsayer line because they have a whole bunch of room 101 with this kind of line. I'm curious if, because uh, I will get it eventually, uh, the floral notes that you mentioned. Hennessy can have, depending on which one I'm drinking, can have a very strong floral note to it as well. So I'm wondering if it'll cancel that out and what flavor it would put on my palate if it cancels that out. I don't know. It may even enhance it, bring mm -hmm. it out even more because you'd be looking for it. Let's see, I think the last time I, I smoked one of these, I was uh, I was drinking uh, Glen Morangi Tenure. So it's a different scotch, um, different scotch whiskey, whiskey, whatever. And um, I, I got a different flavor profile, a little bit different flavor profile. Ah, I like that. That's why I like pairing with so many different, well, I, I say different variety, but I mean, different levels of Hennessy brings out Stop it. What? Stop it. It, it does. Anybody Which, that drinks Tennessee knows that uh, pure white, completely different from pure black. Expand your palate, good sir. I, I will. I will purchase some paradise one day. Oh. <laughs> uh, I got yeah. a, bo a bottle of uh, Japanese champagne, Tennessee. Uh, I'm looking forward to opening that uh, eventually one day. I'm waiting for like a really good occasion, and uh, I'm very excited to try that. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll uh, you'll have to open that next time I come visit you or you come visit me or something. We'll open it as a champagne as a as a toast to us being back together. <laughs> Always and for yeah, I won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, but yeah, this uh, the the open door policy thing. I think we hit it as much as we can. I think we beat a dead horse almost. <coughs> well, I wonder like who who started it. I'm pretty sure it was like a collaboration idea. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Let's say in the late '90s or early 2000s, like someone was like, "Hey, you know what? If you mention to your people you have an open door policy, morale will go higher because they feel like." upper management will be part like of you're approachable yeah like you're approachable because so you know i i talked to my dad about problems in the workplace you know he's he's been in the workforce 40 something years um good lord he needs to retire but <laughs> what he's 70s uh, <laughs> he, he i just wanted to retire so he can enjoy time but uh you know, I talked to him and I said, yeah, my, my boss keeps saying open door policy. And he says, oh, I hate that shit. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and it's funny to me because I said, you know, why? Why do you hate it so much? And he explained it to me. He goes, all these people just want to feel connected to the boss. And, you know, nobody, one, nobody ever uses it. And two, he said, all it does is makes you look as a leadership, makes you kind of look weak. Like you don't trust your middle management. Like you have to to fix everything yourself, and then it over ends up overtasking you if they do use it, to where now you can't even delegate down to middle management because you told them that you personally would take care of the problem. He's like, it's stupid. What? It's putting yourself in a bind for no reason. You have middle management for a fucking reason. Use them. From my experience, and I'm pretty sure you share the same mindset as. The best way to feel connected to your people is actually go down there, go to whatever section, start with the lowest, hang with the janitors for a second, 
I don't know. Just, just go up and have a conversation. Undercover Boss is why. That's why I love Undercover Boss. The idea of it, I think it's great. Um, but yeah, you say, hey, I have an open door policy. I feel like as a leader, that's a cop out for you going. I don't have to get out from behind my desk. My people just bring problems to me, and I don't have to worry about it. Horseshit. Get the fuck out. Go talk to the, your people. Go know what's going on in their lives, what their production's like. Hey, I put out this policy letter. This is what I was wanting to, wanting to do. What do you guys think of it? Get real-time feedback. Hey, I'm here. I'm down here with you guys. I want to see how this shit's working out. Is it making it better? Is it making it worse? Does it help? I'm thinking, I thought it would help. Is it? No? Okay, let me reevaluate. Let me go up and, and go reevaluate. But hey, uh, Snuffy Face, I, I'm, I'm in the copper room and you've been in here for quite some time. Why the hell are you in here so long? What's going on? Yeah. Oh, boss, I guess you didn't know. This copy machine takes over three hours. Yeah. <laughs> Wish I'd known that sooner. Did you ever Did you ever watch the movie Hidden, Fig- Hidden Figures? Yes, sir. I okay. I kid watch it. So, so, what was it, Kevin Costner? was the boss and he was always like where the hell have you been why why is it every time i look for you you're not where i need you and she's like i i had to go to the bathroom he's like what the bat you spend 40 minutes in the bathroom and she goes there's no bathroom for me in this building and he's like what do you mean there's no bathroom he's like there's one right like, there yeah and, and it's at the time of segregation and she goes no there's no bathroom outside which unless i go a half a mile away to go use the colored bathroom at the other end and he fucking breaks it in that one thing and goes and he breaks it all down. He goes, I NASA, we all pee the same color. I was like, fucking ain't <laughs> right, man. Fuck, like, that's all it took. One him getting out from behind his desk going, What the fuck is going on in my office right here? And he even had a big glass office and it overlooked all his workers and stuff like that. He even was right there. Right there. She didn't bring the problem to him cultural differences aside and all this other stuff he had to go out and go where where have you been what have you been doing and she answered him and he's like this is a problem this is the reason that you're losing an hour and a half a day to go piss (laughs) what the fuck this yeah uh, it's a problem instantaneously right there he got out from behind his desk he asked what the problem is she told him, got to have candid conversations and be willing to accept the, the criticism of your decisions. Boom. Fixes it. No problem anymore. Done. I'm glad you said that last part because I, I don't have open door. I never used open door policy. I normally go out and talk to people in charge of lots of people. What I do tell people is when they want to share something with me, I, I give them a precursor. Be careful because you might not like the answer I tell you because I'm going to tell you the truth. Black and white, candid, straightforward. No, I, I'm, I don't work at a bakery, so I, I'm not sugarcoating nothing. We're going, we're going to make this happen. Yeah. That's the, that's the thing. And even as a leader, you make a decision. And I, I know that I've shared, I shared, hey, I didn't agree with your decision and here's fucking why. I know I shared that with you, but you accepted the criticism that I brought to you and I was, I was candid. I wasn't disrespectful. I was candid. Um, I said, Hey, 
here's X, Y, and Z, and here's how your de your decision affected X, Y, and Z, and now it's making this process harder and longer. And you you told me the reason why you did it didn't make the answer any better, but I, at least I understood why the hell I had to do it that way from then on. Correct. And as a lead, there's times where you can share that, and there's times where you need to just shut the fuck up and color. I understand yeah. that, but too many shut the fuck ups and color. You're going to section yourself off from the people. Exactly. And, and that's the thing. Like it just, it, it takes, you know, I, I don't know how many times and I don't, I always will respect a leader more. If you get out from behind your desk and you come work, you work with the grunts with the, the lower people and you go, I, before I make any changes, let's say you're a new leader and you're coming into a new place. Before you make any changes, go work every section. Go see what the fuck they do. Even if you don't work, just go, hey, how does this, how do you do this? I just, I want to learn. Okay, that makes, okay, okay, got it now. And, and you, you kind of look at the whole process and you're like, man, if this section would add 10 minutes to their process, this section could cut down on an hour and a half of their process. That makes sense to me. Hey yeah. guys, you add 10 minutes. And then they go, oh, thank God, we could cut off an hour and a half. This section might bitch, but you can explain it to the section. Hey, by adding 10 minutes, you saved an hour and a half down the line. Oh, shit, really? Okay. Now widgets um, produce that much faster. Yeah. Boom. And now I'm not, now, now that saves you guys from potentially later on down the line, having to work longer to overcome the shortfalls because this section's backed up. Yeah. Boom. That, that that opens up a gateway for a, a actual episode that we can have at some point in time of uh, what the change process and also like uh, the the lean process, green belt, and all that crazy stuff that people tend to not like because no one likes change. Exactly. But we digress. But <laughs> it does it does uh, you know the open door policy. Um, essentially, it's a it's a cop out. It's a let me cut the legs off my mental management. Let me say that I don't trust them. Overtask myself. And, uh, or it's just a cop out to make yourself feel better. I have an open door policy. My people will, if you actually fool your, if you're a leader and you say, I have an open door policy and you wholeheartedly believe that your people are going to come talk to you when they have a problem, you're an idiot. You're fooling yourself. I guarantee, I guarantee you you are fooling the shit out of yourself by saying that and believing yeah, that. I agree. Uh, we, well, we, we're coming to an end. So we both 100% agree open door policy is bullshit. Yep. All right. That's, think, think of something different, leadership. <laughs> yeah. Get out from behind your desks, motherfuckers. <laughs> or or go, go walk the building, go talk to the people, go figure out why they do the things that they the, the way that they do um if you're in charge and you're your kingdom you have a kingdom be like mufasa and go walk your fucking kingdom every day <laughs> well you want to appear approachable that's the whole purpose of open door policy is to let your people know you're approachable if i see my boss come out on the on the floor where i'm welding something or whatever the fuck i'm doing and he every couple of weeks or so i see him on the floor and we chew fat about this and that then that gives that uh you know like he's approachable i can maybe bring something up to him at that point in time well and 
uh, the other the other caveat to that is if you are a boss of a place that has let's say three shifts go to every shift do not make your shifts come to you you go to every other shift even if it's for a week or two and you go works yeah because you'll find out something that you had no fucking idea was happening between the hours you know seven to, let's say seven to three three to 11 11 to 7 if you're only working 7 to 3 you'll find out shit that happens on the the somewhere between the hours of 5 p.m. and 5 a.m. that you had no fucking idea what that was going <laughs> on and you'll be like what the hell are you guys doing and if they see you come there for two weeks they're gonna be like we didn't think you gave a shit about us no right. I'm here I care let's yeah. talk <laughs> Oh, you're for, you're the first boss. I get, almost can guarantee you're gonna hear the words. You're one of the first bosses that I've ever seen actually come to this shift and chat with us. Mm-hmm. Usually, we have to go to we have to do a all all inclusive mandatory fun day so that we can all meet the boss. Who nobody gives a shit about those. Stop <laughs> it. Go to that shift. Get out from behind your desk. Don't assume an open door policy is gonna do anything for you. It's not. And on that note, sir. Yes. Until next time, my name's Austin. And this is Dice. We'll catch you guys on the next one. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Leadership of the Leaf. The comments and opinions expressed by the host and guests does not reflect the opinions of those that broadcast this show, nor does it reflect any of our affiliates. Don't forget, we need to follow the podcast so we know when new episodes drop. <laughs>